friends. Oh my god, I have missed you guys so much. My voice is finally, like, mostly back. Uh, the podcast from last week, it still sounded like crap. It's a little better now, but now allergies have kicked in. But whatevs. I sound like I smoke a pack of cigarettes a day. I've never smoked a cigarette in my life. But you know what? Now I sound like a badass. I might even get a tattoo. What do you think about that? No? Okay. Yeah, I don't think I'm a tattoo person. I don't look. I like them on other people. I appreciate them. I'm just certainly not cool enough for them. And I can accept that. That is, that's my cross to bear. Anywho, I am so excited to be back in the swing of things and uh, podcasting. And I missed, I missed my friends. You're my friends. And, uh, you know, now we're just gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna open up the summer with some good podcasts. Um, But before I intro my guest, I, um, I want to tell you about some upcoming show dates. Um, this Tuesday, unless this podcast comes out afterwards, but I'll say it anyways because I'm excited about it. This Tuesday, June 12th at 10.15 p.m. at the Hollywood Improv. You can get tickets at hollywoodimprov.com. I'll be performing with the legendary Judd Apatow, Chris Redd from SNL. He's one of the funniest people I know. KT Tatara, awesome, really funny guy. Jeff Dye, hilarious. One of my favorite funny friends mark saratella and myself and probably some big drop-ins too so get to the hollywood improv at 10 15 june 12th other upcoming show dates i have a lot more in the rest of june and july but they're being worked out but i want to give my august dates if you happen to live anywhere in europe so i will be in uh dublin on August 13th at, uh, I think it's called Comedy Connection. All this will up be up on my website, rachelobriancomedy.com. And then I am doing the um, Edinburgh, or Edinburgh, Edinburgh uh, Comedy Festival in Scotland from August 19th through 25th. In between there, I will be in Paris and London. Uh, Paris, probably not doing stand-up, just hanging with the fam. And uh, London, I'm working out some show dates there, but that should be somewhere in between... Um, August uh, 13th and August 19th. So watch out for those dates at rachelobriancomedy.com. And now for my guest. He's been on my podcast before. I met him um, at Second City. Uh, Second City is basically a two-year program where you learn, you know, uh, sketch and and, uh, uh, improv and different than stand-up. Basically, like, the second, a lot of Second City people go on to be on SNL and blah, blah, blah. So I met Danny my second class or my first class at Second City and he was the funniest person by far in the class and he inspired me so much. He's a wonderful guy. I love him and his wife so much. They've become some really great friends and he's just a badass comedian. You have seen him on um, many major podcasts like WTF with Mark Marin, This American Life, The Howard Stern Wrap-Up Show, uh, Dr. Drew's Podcast. Uh, Gilbert Godfrey's Amazing Colossal Podcast, The Artie Lang Show, to name a few. In 2015, he gave a TED Talk, and he has toured all around the world doing stand-up comedy. He's a graduate of Second City, like I said. And uh, he just came out with a comic book called Fair Enough, and he was generous enough to give me a copy of it. We talk about that on the podcast. And he will also be at the Edinburgh uh, Comedy Festival in August doing his one-man show, Fat Chance, and we're going to talk all about that as well. So without further ado, my good friend and one of the funniest people I know, Danny Lobel. Hey, what's up? Thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me. Thanks for giving me a, a free copy of your comic book that you signed. And now I'm kind of pissed because 
once you become incredibly famous and you forget to give me a new copy, I've now opened it and it's not going to be worth the same. It'll be worth more because it has your fingerprints on it. And you what? will be famous too by Do now. you think? Yeah, it'll be double worth, worth double. How about that? What? All right. I want to talk about this. So Danny's done my podcast before, by the way. You guys know that. He's awesome. I met him at Second City, um, which I forced myself against my will to do. And and then I never... F- did you finish the conservatory? I finished it. I'm a graduate of Second City. I did the conservatory. And then I went to four of the meetups. Then I was like, yeah, I'm all set. I was like, I knew... I, I found out I could get in. I got uh-huh. in. I didn't want to complete it because... I didn't really want to. Why? And then, well, first of all, you weren't in my class anymore. And I, like, lost a friend. And then Tommy, my other friend in it. And then, uh, was it just Tanya, too? All the people that, like, I kind of like, Katie. All the people that I, like, really liked that we all got separated at a certain point. Hmm. I mean, I still like the people in there, but I was just, like. all went on to such big things. Yeah. (laughs) You wrote a comic book. (laughs) I wrote a comic book. It's. It's actually beautiful, too. How does one even print this? Um, well, printing, I, th- I used a company to print it, but this is, uh, the art was done by somebody named Amy Hay. She's a great artist in Culver City. Okay. And it's um, published by uh, my rec- the record company I'm on, Stand Up Records. Okay. So I do know about that, I think. Tell me more about Stand Up Records, because now I'm just asking Danny for advice on how to make my life as awesome as his. Stand Up Records, it's the brand you know, the brand you trust for all your great comedy needs. Comedy CDs, LPs, DVDs, and more. <laughs> Go <you> to StandUpRecords.com. <laughs> Are you reading an ad for them right now? <laughs> Holy shit. Who owns this company? <laughs> what do you owe them? Is it is this like mafia run? Uh, yeah. Is this a blood diamond thing? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> it's run by a guy named Dan Schlissel in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Oh, I like it. He's All right. G- he's a comedy legend. Dan Schlisselin. Is Schlisselin Jewish? Schlissel is Jewish. God, you guys are a mafia yourself. All Me right. And Dan? Uh, no. The Jews. the Jews. The Jews. Well, I have to listen, <laughs> I'm gonna segue into something about me because I like to make it about me. I got the results of my 23andMe test, and finally, not finally, I mean, I took it like three or four years ago. Uh-huh. Well, some upsetting news was I have the muscle composition of someone that could be, uh, sorry, an Olympic or an elite power lifter, mm-hmm. which is a girl you don't want to hear. Okay. I you know that. what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you could have said you have the muscle composition of like a long distance dainty runner that could be a supermodel one day, maybe. Yeah, you know, you, you don't want to be a you power want, lifter. You don't want to hear that uh, you could maybe play for the Russian, you know, deadlift team. That <laughs> that is a logs. that is a blow that's a little bit to the female ego. That's your Celtic blood. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it was hard. <laughs> But on the upside, guess how much Jewish I am? How? How much? Well, and also, can you explain what Ashkenazi Jew means? Ashkenazi are Eastern European Jews. That's why people think I'm Russian. Because I have that big, is it because of my big Eastern European head? Yeah. That I've now covered up with these stupid fucking bangs. Do people think you're Russian? You look so Irish. All the time. Really? Yeah. The freckles do say Irish, but no, people think I'm Russian all the time. 
Depends on if I pull my hair back and you see that big ass forehead. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> this sounds like vaguely anti-Russian. <laughs> it's okay. I want to be Russian. They're the most beautiful. Who doesn't want to be a Russian woman? Gorgeous. They're the most. Bu- yeah. Frankly, I find it to be a compliment. It is a compliment. I was very excited when I was 1.5% Ashkenazi Jew. Do you not know that you're a gorgeous woman? I do know. But I was very. You have like the attitude of someone who isn't often. But yeah, I know. It's weird. Yeah, it's It's because I was unattractive as a child. You must still have that in your head. You haven't gotten out over it. Yeah. Do I need therapy? Uh, on behalf of the, <laughs> you know, the um, lesser great-looking guys of the world, I'm going to say no to give them a yes. shot. <laughs> yeah, because, by the way, <laughs> in dating, <laughs> my friend Diani used to say this about me. It's hilarious. So my friend Diani used to date. Um, listen, she liked athletes. Maybe they were black. Uh huh. She liked black athletes. Yeah. Actually, okay. sometimes they were Hawaiian. Whatever. They were athletes. Okay. It's not her fault that she's a very pretty, big-butted Jewish girl. I mean, okay. she's gorgeous, but she has a huge ass. I get it. They're into her. All right. All right. They don't so much pay attention to me. I have a little more of a square figure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, Tiana used to tell me that I was like a community college. Everyone has a shot. <laughs> <laughs> not well, like in a slutty way, but just like you're homeless. That does not discount you from dating me. Like see, maybe see, like, I got lucky. I got a beautiful girl who's oh, my wife. Kylie's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. and 29, by the way. And she you're has, robbing like, the cradle. The same kind of complexes that you have where she was like, yeah, OK, I'll give you a shot. I want that for someone else like me. I don't want to take you off the market for that guy. Is that kind of insulting, though, that like <laughs> so Kylie and, and Danny, you're very attractive. Thank you. But you are 35 and she's 29 and she's a hot blonde. Yeah. Now, when she said to your face, hey, I'll give you a shot. She didn't say it like that. Oh, Oh, because I say that to people's faces. Oh, really? Yeah, because I'm a combination of abusive and self-deprecating. So who are these guys? I want to know the guys that you've given a shot to that people might say, you know what? You were out of his league. Do you really have a homeless guy? No. Okay. I want to know the community college. I do. How that came I do. About. Okay. It's not like I would date a homeless person. There's nothing wrong with being homeless because it yes, makes me there sad. Are. There's a lot wrong with being homeless. <laughs> I know, but I make them my friends a lot. What? I make homeless people my friends a lot. What? What part? Of, what is this part of you that that's attracted to this? I'm not attracted to it. It's not even guy. It could be a girl. So no, I'll not give you one. Ga- that you're physically attracted. Oh. But I think you're attracted to these this brokenness that you're like. Well, because of most people I grew up with in my town were broken. Well, uh, well, they weren't when I was when I was in high school. Like I remember people talking about like doing pain pills and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently that escalates into heroin addiction. It can. Yeah. So who are some of these um, guys who lucked out um, because you had low self-esteem? <laughs> I actually don't have low self-esteem. I actually have an incredible amount of confidence, uh-huh. which is the weird part. Y- it's both. Yeah, it's because. Well, like you said, self-deprecation yeah. and abrasiveness. Y- yeah, I think I think it's possible I have Asperger's. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's like <laughs> there's a really there's a way that I relate to people that is just not. <laughs> you're like hundred percent. You're like you just hit the nail on the head. <laughs> yes, I think that might be it. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I 
I can't believe how definitively you just came yeah. to that conclusion. You didn't miss a beat. <laughs> I might rip this comic book up right now. <laughs> I might have asked for, but my parents also had me really young. Aren't you like not supposed to have it? <laughs> I think I'm just fucking weird. Oh man, that was funny. Yeah. No, there's a a, a lot of confidence though, because my mom. It, I appreciate that she told me. I was, let's say for example, I don't know what you weigh, but maybe over what you should. Yes. Yeah. And let's. <laughs> <laughs> Is this revenge for the aspirins already? <laughs> no. Let's. That was the exact next comment. <laughs> let's say for example. Yes, when I was, <laughs> when I was like, <laughs> when you were what? like twelve, around or the 14. time that the Asperger's yeah, started. <laughs> Let's say, for example, maybe I weighed two hundred pounds, okay, maybe. which is which a child at five three, five four shouldn't weigh. Yeah, wow, that is heavy. Oh yeah, a big time. And let's say, for example, my mom told me I was pretty every day. Uh huh. And then I would wear a crop top, thinking I was pretty. So you had this false sense of confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and yeah. nobody else saw it. So when did you become well, hot? It, um, when I first looked at a magazine, because I also, I was never good at p- like paying attention. I'm still bad at it. Like I don't pay attention really to like Instagram hotness or like back in the day that when, when I was a kid, it would have been like Cosmopolitan magazine or like mm-hmm. a Victoria's Secret magazine. I was just like, when's my next meal? And is Chris Farley on TV? <laughs> like. I was just very boyish. I did not know until I finally looked at some magazine when I was around 14 or 15. And I was like, oh, 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 that's what people are supposed to look like. You didn't get to see magazines till you were 14 No, or I just didn't care. <laughs> I was. Don't show her the magazines, honey. <laughs> we're telling her she's hot every day. She's going <laughs> to know the truth. Yeah, let her play Nintendo 64 and watch Tommy Boy. Wow. How many times did you watch Tommy Boy? Like a lot. Yeah, and SNL it was a great movie. You know, I still say the line um, Which when one? people are like, "Hey, let me go to shake my hands," and I'm like, "Brothers hug, <laughs> brothers so don't shake hands, good. brothers uh, hug." <laughs> Chris Farley, I literally think, is one of the greatest comedic talents of all time. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that, I guess, would describe how I have the personality of someone that doesn't look like him, but I move like him. Uh huh. And I didn't. Okay, do you want to know what's funny, Danny? Yeah. Full disclosure. Now I'm moving like him more. I thought for the longest time that my dad, because my, both my parents are pretty funny, very funny. My mom is like dry and mean mm-hmm. in a good way, Yeah. but also so painfully sweet. You met her. Uh-huh. My dad is just a, well, okay, here's a great example. My dad gave a speech at his mom's funeral a couple months ago. His mom had just died and we were all sad. All of a sudden, Mike O'Brien is acting like George Clooney on the stage, telling stories, and like I'm like, like, like giving a speech. I'm like, uh-huh. all right, tone it down, Dad. Tone it the fuck down. <laughs> like, really? Like I was nervous. I was like, this is what I do for a living, and I was like, my voice was shaking. I was like, I miss Grandma. And my dad was like, when he got up telling stories, like, wow, lots of personality. Mike O'Brien. Oh, he's a good man. You'll meet him. Are your parents together still? Mm-hmm, yeah. Oh, cool. They just travel a lot. How about yours? Yeah. Yeah. Jews stay together. Mm-hmm. See, I'm very jealous of... You're very into the Jews, huh? I've, I've been wanting one to marry me for a long time. Yeah. Here was wh- here's what my problem was. The last one I dated before Christian, he's not a Jew. He's a great guy. 
definitely not was a Persian Christian. Jew. Persian that I Jews. think That's was too tr- much That's for tricky. That's that tricky. I think was maybe for the family too too much for them to handle. Oh yeah, the I never met the family, but I got the sense that he was maybe embarrassed of me. Oh yeah, they didn't escape Iran to wind up with uh, some white yeah, chicks. Uh, so, yeah, name last name O'Brien. O'Brien, no how way. embarrassing. O'Brien, yeah. what is his name? O'Brien. Can you imagine? This is not the Jewish. What is O'Brien? Wait, were your was your family hard on Kylie? Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. How did she survive? She's tough. She's strong. She is tough. Yeah. She got through it. This is why Kylie's my friend. Kylie's amazing. Does Kylie know she's my friend or am I stalking her? You're stalking her. Did you think so? I don't know. Do you stalk her? No, I don't like have her cell phone number or anything, but like I would <laughs> text her. It's probably better that I don't. I don't know with the Asperger's community. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what I'm capable of. You know, you're an odd bird, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> This I know. <laughs> I like you. <laughs> <laughs> like you too. But I've known since the beginning. <laughs> well, I knew since the beginning with you when we were doing a scene at Second City, and I think you were a frog. Maybe. <laughs> See, I never had the confidence to be weird characters like that or like animal characters. Like, this is why I thought I would be so bad at like improv or sketch or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is because. I believe I have like a very David Spade personality. If we're going to go David Spade, Chris Farley, mm-hmm. where I just want to say the joke that basically ruins the scene uh-huh. because in my brain, that's funny to me, but it ruins it for everyone else. Yeah. I had such a hard time not doing that and just being like, "Woo, I love being wacky. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's hard, for t- especially from stand up to go to um, where you're so conscious of like being cool on stage yeah to go to improv where you're not supposed to be cool at which all which one did you do first stand up stand up well, why it's were you so good at it is it because you're 35 it's because i stopped caring you know yeah and, and i was just like and not that you're I, not I you're reali- not that much older than me i'm in my mid to late 20s i'm 32 I mid to reali- late 20s yeah i realized something nobody cared when i was trying to be cool anyway <laughs> it's true no one cares what i am either <laughs> you know yeah i was never cool I was never cool. I always wanted to be cool. But, but you actually, cool. no, you are kind of cool. You have a very people calm personality. S- people say I, I'm kind of cool. Yeah, you're cool. That's the best I ever got. Yeah, I can't stop saying weird stuff. Yeah. Like what? You're actually cool. I'm c- cooler than you. That's not hard but to I'm do, n- so I'm I wouldn't brag. Cool. Yeah. To you, I'm cool. Yeah. To cool people, I'm not cool. Like, who's cool? Like, in the comedy world, give me one. Um... Someone cool? I think probably like John Mulaney is cool. I don't know him that well. I don't or know his comedy. Either, Give me I, someone else. He's probably cool. Like Do you think be, he's cool? I, I would just say like he'd be chill? considered a cool guy. Like chill. Well, I don't know how he is personality wise, but I mean okay. just like people be like, oh, he's cool. All right. Um, Let me just list some people that I can think of that I think might be cool. Okay. And you tell me if you think they're cool. All right. Is Mark Marin cool? I guess he is cool now. Yeah, but he yeah, was awkward he was before. Cool. He was always cool. How long have you known him? Well, he's like a lot older than you. I've known him for about 15 years. How old were you when I you started in comedy? I always thought he was cool. I've been in comedy for a long time. Since the beginning of jokes. Really? Well, like we 2000 BC? When I, when I got in, there were setups, but they hadn't developed punchlines <laughs> punch yet. Punchlines yet, yeah. No. Comedy did not come in threes yet. <laughs> Wait, how old were you when you first did stand-up? 19. All right, that's much younger than me. Yeah. All right, you were 19, I was 25. By my basic math, I'm going to be successful by 35. You're 
I mean, you should be really by now, and I think you are because you have this. I have a comic book. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, um, no, I don't have an excuse. <laughs> what do you <laughs> mean? You are successful. Yeah. It's I just, just you took to the get time to, it. like, get married and stuff and, like. Right. See, this is why I don't have interpersonal relationships because uh, I'm guessing all I did for the last 12 years that I've lived in L.A. I thought it was 11 years. I think I've been lying to myself. Mm-hmm. I think 2019 will be 12 years. The first time I ever did stand-up, I was 16. What? Yeah, but I didn't. Where? I didn't. Where do did they like let you in? Then, um, I did um, a contest. I was actually 15. I was nearly what? 16. Um, Where did you live? In New York. Oh, they would let you kids do things like that. Yeah. What? What? Where? When when, yeah, that's. Uh, would they let you in a bar or like a, a cafe? A little child at Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? It was uh, a Starbucks. Yeah, it was a Starbucks open mic. I went into a Starbucks. Are you being serious? It was yeah. a Starbucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that makes me feel like a tad depressed. I was. It was an open mic. It was pouring rain. I went in. I see. I was seeking shelter from the storm. Love that. And uh, I was like, Oh, what's this? It's an open mic. I go, Who's playing? Well, anyone could play. I could play. Yeah. Um, how do I? How do I do it? Wait, did you want to be a musician or? Well, I didn't know. I just, they said put your name on the list. So I put my name on the list, and the guy Adam Lieb, who's a great musician, who's I hear he's in L.A. these days, or Adam Lieb. Some, yeah, somewhere. Does he want to date me? Uh, maybe. No. Look okay, I'm up. just writing it down. <laughs> <laughs> he he comes up to me. I didn't know him, and he comes up and he's like, uh, "So hey, you're um you're uh in two from now. Do you need to set up or anything?" And I'm like, "No." He's like, "You have an instrument?" I'm like. No. He's like, are you, are Who he's raised like, are you, you with this confidence? He's like, are you a musician? I'm like, no. He's like, oh, okay. So you're a, you're a poet? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and he's like, so what are, you, what are you planning on doing up there? And I go, I hadn't actually hadn't thought of it about it. I was like, I just wanted to go up. He goes, you can't just go up. You have to do something. I was 15. He goes, you have to have something that you want to do. Like, do you have anything? I said, well, I have a funny story um, that happened to me on the beach this week. He goes, mm-hmm. I'm going to move you to last. And uh, He's like, I'm going to need you to prepare. <laughs> he's like, I'll put you on last. So I was like, okay, fair. That sounds <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> and I go. Uh, Good point. Yeah. So he puts me up last. And I told the story. got laughs. So I start coming back every Wednesday night and doing that mic. And You've been doing it for a long time. So yeah. 15 to 35 is. I, sh- I should be retired years. by now. 20 years. Yeah, but I didn't do it seriously back then. I did it once a week, open mic. and. When um, was the first year you took it seriously? 19. When I was 19. Fuck, I that's a long time still. Yeah, I started going out every night when I was when I turned 19, moved, moved to the city, started hitting the clubs every night. Do you think you got burnt out at a certain point? Because I'm wondering if I'm going to have a burnout. Because I hear a lot about uh, people having like burnouts. So this is like where you Didn't try Mark to... Didn't Mark Maron have a burnout? This is where you try to evaluate my lack of success to make sure it doesn't happen to you. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Listen, this is about me. It is my podcast, after this all. This is Rachel going, well, he's funny... He's been at it the amount of time that I thought it would no, take. No, see, here's me. what here's the mistake you made. You married a beautiful girl. Uh huh. I'm just gonna keep Aspergers yelling at people. Uh huh. And maybe I'll get married at like 40. Good point. Miss the opportunity to have a kid and adopt a dog. Yeah, there you go. Seems and to work out for female comedians. Successful, sure. Yeah. Yeah. What other option do I have? <laughs> well, I'm doing all right actually now. Um, you are doing really well. You yeah. all, you have been doing very well. I just did. 
Danny had a comedy festival. It's really cool. Him and his wife have this uh, beautiful house near the 10 freeway. I wish they would move, but that's besides the point. Um, Because I want people that I like to move near me when I move to, like, Los Feliz. I haven't moved yet. But um, (laughs) that's my plan. Okay. I mean, I like your location, but not really. I mean, you live close to the 10. I like it. It's yeah, so well, your I mean, house is beautiful. Santa you Monica in 15 minutes that's at the true. beach. It's amazing. See, I'm not a beach. See, you're a beach person because you grew yeah. up in the city. I, I grew, grew up, up on the beach, so I'm I sick of the beach. the beach. What, you grew up in New York. In Long Beach. Oh. Right on the beach there, yeah. Were you a rich kid? No. What did your parents do? My dad's a photographer. Oh, we rich. talked about this. Oh, yeah. God, your dad. Oh, your Hillary Clinton story is my favorite thing in the fucking world. Thank you told it on my first podcast. That is one of my favorite stories Yeah, thank of you. all time. Yeah, not a rich kid. Long Beach back then. But isn't it fancy now? It's getting fancy yeah. now. But back then it was still like pretty sketchy um, when we moved there. There was like what happened was I think in the 70s, Long Beach became a place where they brought a lot of insane asylums. Are you being serious? Yeah. So they give... Beachfront property to crazy people. Huh? I guess so. Good well, that's for what them. They did in Long Beach for a long time, but then they shut the asylums, and then there were lots of crazy people on the streets. So I don't understand. So they 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 put a bunch of asylums in Long Beach. It was just they built them there. Yeah, they built them there before my time, but then they shut down. But apparently, that's the reason why there were so many crazy people in Long Beach when we grew up. Okay, I hate the term summer body, but I kind of want to have a summer body, and you know how I'm doing that with my HelloFresh delivery. HelloFresh is basically the healthiest, easiest way to just conveniently eat delicious, healthy, chef-curated food. I feel like a chef when I make it. And there's something for everyone with HelloFresh's selection. They have three plans to choose from. They have the classic, the veggie, and the family. And each box is made up of fresh, responsibly obtained ingredients from carefully selected farms and high-rated, trusted sources. And it just makes cooking more exciting. They have global eats options that bring authentic international dishes and flavors to home cooks for exciting new meals. I've learned to cook with different spices and, and, and things that I never ever dreamed I could learn to cook. And HelloFresh believes in that cooking should be simple and convenient and not a chore. So you won't spend all night in the kitchen because the recipes take only around about 30 minutes. And there are many other benefits of subscribing. So you can keep enjoying HelloFresh week after week. You know, you get delicious filling meals delivered right to your door every, every week for less than $10 per serving and it's free shipping. And you can schedule when you want your delivery. It's super convenient. So if you travel and you need to skip a week, they allow that. And I have an offer for my listeners, and I really, really want you guys to get involved with this. For $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, visit HelloFresh.com slash BeHere30 and enter promo code BeHere30 at checkout. That's HelloFresh.com slash BeHere30 and enter promo code BeHere30 at checkout for $30 off your first week of HelloFresh. I absolutely love getting healthy and taking my vitamins and care of vitamins has kept me on track. So care of is the best vitamin company because it comes in this cute little packaging. It says hi, Rachel on it with these like little daily quotes for the vitamins you need for each day. Care of's fun online quiz makes it really easy to figure out what vitamins and supplements you specifically need. The short quiz asks you about your diet, health goals, and lifestyle choices and uses these answers to create personalized vitamin packs just for you. You know, 
the benefits of vitamins are super important. So even when you try to maintain a healthy diet, it can be hard to get all the nutrients you need for long-term health. Like personally, I suffer from low iron. Like I have to take an iron supplement and I also get tired. So care of has sent me B12 each week or yeah, well each day basically. Cause you get, so it sends like 30 days worth of, of vitamins and with a little pack for each day, it's just, I don't know. It just makes me really happy every day to open that packet of vitamins and just feel like I'm doing something good for myself. And Care Of costs about 20% less when compared to other brands at local drug and health food stores. And they have vegan and vegetarian supplement options to match your dietary needs. And I have an awesome offer for my listeners. For 25% off your first month of personalized Care Of vitamins, visit TakeCareOf.com and enter promo code BEHERE. That's for 25% off your first month of personalized Care Of vitamins. Visit TakeCareOf.com and enter promo code BEHERE. Guys, let's all get healthy together. Oh, my gosh. My dad would find it funny. I'm sure. My favorite story about him, that maybe I won't even tell you the Airbnb story, is I when he was actually, like, Airbnb. debilitated because they misdiagnosed him with Lou Gehrig's disease. Whatever. 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 But both my parents are cool as fuck. My mom, I guess, <coughs> so they told him, like, you have ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease. You have six months to live. Well, they didn't tell us this. My mom was like, he has carpal tunnel is what she would say to me. I was like, that's weird because he's in a wheelchair right now. But, no. you know, I'm not stupid, but you I like we. Rhodes both yeah. grew up with wheelchair dads. Yeah, but her dad's still, he's MS. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, I half roasted her after she said it. And then yeah. I was like, hey, Erica, I went up you. Not only did I date someone in a wheelchair, dad was also in a wheelchair for a little bit, but he's not now. Wow, that's so interesting. I wonder if that you're you I were like, like Erica trying to a lot. get your dad. Like the dad, women go after guys who are like their dad. And you saw a guy in a wheelchair and you're like, he's like my dad. Yeah, maybe. What type of person does Erica date? I don't know. Also only wheelchair guys. Really? Is it a thing? No. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, Erica's like, I only date people that look 70. (laughs) You said that? No, I'm just joking. That'd be funny if she's only into wheelchair guys. Yeah. It's just like, listen, it's, listen. (laughs) When she breaks up, she just pushes them away in one wheelchair and another one rolls. Yeah. Well, my joke about my boyfriend that was in a wheelchair, as I said, I thought for sure he'd never leave me because, well, he couldn't go anywhere. You put the lock on his wheel? I did once. He got in trouble, and I rolled him into a corner, and I locked his wheel. Okay, so what is the Airbnb story? Airbnb story, it was, so you were saying that you had people that stayed at your Airbnb and stole your Adderall, right? Stole my Adderall, yeah. Well, <clears throat> thank God I finally quit this job, my Airbnb job, because it turns out it puts you in dangerous situations, and... One great story is that, so I was managing, so most of the Airbnbs I managed, they were just apartment units inside bigger buildings. Some of them were like duplexes and near the beach and things, but like for the most part, I was managing 20 to 25 Airbnbs at a time. that's a lot. Yeah, and so I was able to save some money. Yeah. This is how apparently. How did you do that? Oh, God. And by the way. renting the apartments and turning them into Airbnb? No. So basically, uh, like seven years ago, I got an assistant job to a real estate, like, owner developer. Well, she um, owned a bunch of apartments, and then her twin brother also did, and then her other brother did. Mm -hmm. So let's just say they own a lot of real estate in the city of Los Angeles. Okay. So I was her assistant and then Airbnb came about and she wanted to try out renting just some of the apartments, okay. like just the units out on Airbnb and Airbnb is all confusing. Cause it's like, what's legal? What's not like the city's always trying to shut it down and whatever. 
<clears throat> so then I started working for her and her brother and her mom, actually. And I was just renting a lot of things that they owned out on Airbnb. Well, to go along with your story about, like, them stealing your Adderall, I ha- I'm certain I don't – listen, I've never cooked meth, but I am smart enough to put two and two together. You've cooked bone broth. That I'm great at. And if you'd like to take some home to Kylie and you'd like – I have so much. Yeah. <laughs> Del- it's del- it is very good for you. Okay, Anyways. Um, so – at a certain point, so I have this, like, I'm, I'm renting out this apartment, not apartment building, just one unit in a building in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And I was getting calls from people saying that my Airbnb was listed on Craigslist, which it never was. And they were saying, hey, you asked me for $1,200 or $600, I forget what it was, in cash. It was, like, some sort of down payment, and you're not letting me move, move into the unit. And I'm like... Well, I would never do that. I'm confused. What's uh-huh. going on there? Well, me and my business partner, Anita, were able to put it together pretty quickly that someone who was cooking meth in the unit mm-hmm. had, uh, pretty sure that's what they were doing, had rented out the unit on Airbnb and then was listing it on Craigslist and asking probably just up and like new people moving to L.A., like uh-huh. saying like, hey, your apartment for rent, but we're requiring a cash down payment. So they were meeting up with them, taking their cash, and then never giving them the apartment. Uh-huh. Well, it took us about two days to figure out what was happening. And then my dumbass, as opposed to just calling the police, was like, I'm going to solve the case on my own. Mm. And so then I... Stuff f- his nails. Yeah. Not a pussy. Not a pussy. Yeah. Like. And so then I figured out who the, it was. A, it was a couple, a guy and a girl... Um, me and Anita did and Anita is tougher than me in the sense of like she's six one Australian she's a large woman uh and just no she's she was not in real estate she was she worked for the woman whatever we were were business partners did you ever set up who Anita was or you just threw her in I just threw her in there she was my business partner all right just check so basically yeah we had to run the meth heads out but I decided to follow them on my own and Uh then essentially they followed me for a while which wasn't good uh, yeah, that's the end of the story. Wow. Yeah, I, we did our best to get the people's money back to did them. Did you do it? Did you get it? Well, I, I did the, the method stole it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You did your best. Yeah. So. <laughs> In other words. In yeah. So time. yeah, but we had to go yeah. into the apartment, and it smelled like a lot of chemicals, and there were uh-huh. some weird things out. I mean, maybe they were just making bone broth. Did you get them out? Yeah, I mean, we had to kick them out. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there's that's the end good, of the story. Yeah, yeah, there was an arc and then a final. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> I want to know exact. three things. Yeah. So how did you meet your wife, Kylie? That was one question. Number two, what are you doing with this um, awesome comic book? He wrote a comic book. And number three, where can we find you doing stand-up and can I join your show in Edinburgh? Cool. All start right. with number one. I'll start with number three. Why? I don't know. Okay, fine. You're trying to throw me off. I c- you can't join the show in Edinburgh. Why? Because it's a one-man show. What do you? Okay, so um, what are you doing? It's just you, obviously. It's called Fat Chance. Mm. I'm talking about all the. I wanted. You know, I used to open for Ralphie May, mm-hmm. and um, uh-huh. it was a great opportunity. What? I know, but it's sad. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, said, that's <laughs> pretending. I don't know. Um, it was. Oh, are you sad about it losing? It was devastating. Him? Yeah. So he's been. Danny's been around for a long time. He's only 35, but he's lived. A long life. A long life. Because he started stand-up when he was 15, technically. Keep going. And um, so I wanted to do a show basically about the struggles of being overweight. Um, I never hear guys talk about it. They just make fun of it in, like, 
a deflecting kind of way. Mm-hmm. But I never heard anybody talk about it like for real, you know, with, with feelings. Like yeah, no, that's good. Um, so I wanted to talk. Uh, so, so that's what the show is. I'm doing it first here at the Hollywood Fringe. I'll invite you. Thank you. When is that? Uh, in two weeks. Okay. So I'm, I'm pretty nervous because I haven't run it at all. The first time I'll run it will be in front of a crowd. So, all right. I like it. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, right. so Rock it. Yeah. Listen, I've started doing um, one-hour shows by myself that I paid for the venues, and I didn't have any plan. Right. So yeah. we'll be at the Hudson Theater in two weeks. Hudson? Three. What is it? Yeah, the Hudson Theater. You know the Comedy Central stages at the Hudson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Theater? Okay. So I'll be doing it there. Um, Do you want to give a website in case people want to buy tickets? I think it'll be at the ho- – you go to the Hollywood Fringe Festival website. You okay. Sh- you should be able to find it. Okay. And it's called Fat Chance. Okay. I like it. And Guys, um, go to it. And it's all the things I've done to try to lose weight, some crazy things like um, my dad s- sent me to fat camp, but he didn't want to pay for it, so he got me a job working in the kitchen. Well, that's um, really just counterproductive. It was So I put on a lot of weight that summer. Um Danny, we've had really high. It's, I, I understand that I'm not fat anymore, yeah. and let's just call you chubby. Uh-huh. I'm not being mean. Okay. We've had the same struggles. Yeah. No, I'm not joking. Well, I'm still struggling. You're not. Yeah. Well, maybe you have a thyroid problem, which I is don't. what I discovered. I know. Well, um, do you want me to slip you some Synthroid? <laughs> what is that? It's thyroid medicine. Anyways, oh. keep going. Uh, is that what you had? Yes. I I I have no thyroid. My body radiated it a long time ago really? for whatever reason. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, no. Well, actually, it was good I for me because now I know. Now I just they give me medicine. I'm like, fuck yeah. It's in the show. How I was always jealous of people with thyroid problems. Like I always wished. Like I think you need to get we, retested. Can we find a thyroid problem here? I'd be like, so you're sure there's no thyroid problem? <laughs> My sister says this? the same thing. My sister has not found what is making her gain weight because Ty was always uh-huh. skinny, and now she's like not as skinny because she's had kids. Uh-huh. And she's like, and I'm like, Ty, you probably have a thyroid problem. She's like, I keep getting tested. She's like, can't you just give me your pills? I'm like, that's not really Can I just works. ruin my own thyroid <laughs> so they can give me the meds and I'll be fine? Uh, I don't even know what a thyroid does. <laughs> what the fuck is a thyroid? So anyway. I um, love this. No, I probably need it. I probably need it. It's good to have. I have a, a variety of vitamins I'm going to help you out with when we're done with this. <laughs> I'm, not, so, I'm not joking. So then there's all these like, you know, I get pressured to do um, lap band surgery like by people I don't mm-hmm. even know. Like that's so mean. Yeah, I like I was. I, this is true, and I, I haven't written it yet into a joke, but it's funny just as it was. But I was at a an event, and there's like a, a DJ uh-huh. at, a, at a bar in Santa Monica oh. for some event for some Jewish thing. Mm-hmm. And this guy comes up dancing. You Jews have DJs at your parties too? Well, this was. God uh, damn it! This is why I've always wanted to be a Jew. Uh, you're not getting the activities. It's too late. No, this DJ's playing music, and this like fifty-year-old guy, like looks like Jamie Masada, comes dancing up on me. Some old Persian guy's like, "Hey man, you have to get the lap band. I'm telling you, I used to be fat like you. Now I get so much pussy. Look at me." This oh my God! Yeah, you don't just get to say that to people. I, but, but that's like the least of it, you know. I was at the Ralphie uh, memorial service. Yeah, and I spoke. Uh-huh. You know, at the improv. And afterwards, uh, I run into a famous comic there. He goes, you're next to me. What the? No. Yeah. Who said that? Russell Peters. That is I'll really messed up. Yeah. That makes me sad. Fight him. But you know what? It's just like, but that's just like, he was trying to be funny. But uh, the point is that people it's don't. It's not funny when it's uh, like, 
But you, people don't think that fat comedy, you know, there's this whole idea yeah. of like a, you have to have a thick skin and you should be able to take a joke and everything. But actually, this is a real struggle of mine mm-hmm. that I could die from, that I am mm-hmm. worried I'm going to die from. You're not and going to. Ralphie you're not, th- you're not that big. You're fine. Well, I've worked really hard at uh, staying this overweight <laughs> and not <laughs> getting worse. But, I'm, you know, I'm trying all the time. So I wrote a show about it. So that's what I'm doing in Edinburgh. That's I love that. In um, Hollywood Fringe. All right. So oh, just go to the Hollywood Fringe or go to the Edinburgh Fringe website and okay. come and see it. There's no like dannylobel.com? Oh, yeah. There is, too. You can go Why don't to you that. say that? Yeah. Because hopefully you're updating that site or Kylie's updating it for you. Yes, it's yes, it's there, too. Um, what is it? D-A-N-N-Y-L-O-B-E-L-L.com. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. And then how do um, they buy your book? And, okay, so the comic book is at fairenoughcomic.com. Also, you can get it through dannylobel.com. There's a link. Ooh. And it's true stories from my life as a comedian turned into comic books. And that's the first one that you have in your hands right there. And that tells my story of how I got into um, comic what books and all that kind of thing. And comedy, my, my young, the young Danny comedian. And then the second one that's coming out um, comes out in two weeks. And that's a story about me moving a piece of furniture in my neighborhood. Do I know that story? No. Well, then I'm just going to read the comic. You'll have to get the comic. Fair Wait, then comic let's end it on comic. that. You just left us on a cliffhanger, and then we'll find out how you met Kylie the next time. I don't think you really want to know how I met Kylie. I'll call Kylie. <laughs> All right. Thanks I, for doing I, this, Danny. I, I want to say uh, thank you for having me, and that it's always fun podcasting with you and hanging with you. And it was great being in classes with you at Second City. Thank you. Were you were so funny. You let me know if there's a space open at your one-man show in Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a one-man show. I, do, I know. <laughs> it's just one man. Fine. All right, bye. <laughs>